0: Roy, we've been doing the Chin Music Show for a long time now. We have never before on this show been able to talk about a playoff victory, much less a playoff series sweep. So before we start breaking things down, let me ask you the the cliched TV announcer question. How does it feel? (laughs)
1: Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Can you tell me more about that? Yes. Uh, Well, it feels... Great! I'm just really happy for this uh, group of, of guys. I, I really am, it, it, and uh, for them to step up, you know, to play the way they did the second half, uh, you know, post All Star break, and uh, then to um, step up and and play the, the way they did in these two games, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of there could have been. I don't know how they how they felt about it, but they knew they knew about you know, the 18 game losing streak and all that. And I, I just don't feel that strongly about that. I think it's a, it's a fan and media deal. These guys, I mean, none of these guys were, you know, a a part of any of those losses and, and, but, but you feel it because everybody else is, is, you know, on it like a dog on a bone and, and for them to step up, well, two things for for the crowd to be as great as it was, as electric, and for the fans to have come in and uh, and delivered that electricity for nine straight innings, two days in a row, uh, was phenomenal. And then and the players fed off that. But then for this team to step up, you know, for for them to do what they needed to do, for you know, for Pablo and Sonny to pitch the way they did, for the bullpen to pitch the way they did, for Correa to play the way he did. You know, for Royce Lewis to do what he did. I mean, you know, they just stepped up and played
0: very, very good baseball at a big time. And I'm just really
1: proud of them and happy for them.
0: It was a blast. Uh, this is Chin Music. This is our baseball show at talknorth.com. He's Roy Smalley, former Twins All-Star, current Twins announcer. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our producer. Thanks to our many sponsors. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to allenergysolar.com and Caldera Lab. Use a promo code Chin for 20% off Caldera Lab's men's facial products. I use them. I love them. That's the best deal you're going to find anywhere. Thanks also to Green Belt for sponsoring our downtown live shows. We're hoping to get back out sometime during the playoffs. And do another one here soon. And thanks to everyone who listens, we do appreciate it. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at our network: subscribe to favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, so you played in the metronome when it was incredibly loud. This is not the same thing. It's an open air stadium, but how would you compare the two atmospheres? I think
1: they're. I, I think they're b- very similar. Uh, very similar. It, it, <laughs> It, it's not just about the noise, and and you know inside the metro, it just the noise just gets, you know, exponentially louder than uh, than it would than it does outside. But I got to tell you, that for an outdoor stadium, that the 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 decibel level was pretty impressive. Uh, more so, more than the it, than the the volume, and that you know the noise was uh, just the how into it the the whole uh, every every single fan was you know it, I mean from the first inning standing up uh, you know when when Pablo or Sonny had a chance to strike somebody out I mean <clears throat> every inning starting the first inning they're on their feet and and um, it just it um, it felt like uh it felt like the 87 World Series to me and and uh, that's
0: that's pretty cool wow that's saying something uh, we've been talking about it for a long time now it I think the most remarkable thing about Royce Lewis's performance in game one was that he had not seen major league pitching for a couple of weeks. And that's one of the things I love about his swing. You feel like when Byron Buxton comes back from an injury, it's going to take him a long time to get his timing down. And you feel like with Royce Lewis, he knows what he's doing. He's such a smart hitter and he has such ingrained mechanics that he can he can go up there and hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball when he hasn't seen one in a while. <laughs> Right out
1: of bed, as they say. Uh, really unbelievable. Um, and you're right. He's got, he's got really, really good uh, hitting mechanics. I mean, really, uh, really outstanding. I have watched him closely over the last you know, month or so and, and watched where, where and how his foot lands at what time, where his hands are um, as, he's, as he's seeing the ball. Uh, where his uh, hips uh, are uh, opening into into the swing, I mean, it's just very very solid and it's it's it, I mean really good. And the other thing that he does is he he stays. He has the ability to stay to get extension through the hitting zone with the bat staying in this that zone for a long time. So, they, I think. You know they're calling it now. I think you know is long through the zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know what that what that means is the the big end of the bat stays on plane through the zone a long time toward toward center field until it has to go somewhere you know somewhere else adjusting to the pitch. Uh, and at the same time, he he's it's not a it's not a handsy wristy swing. It's a it's a full blown extension into the ball. You know with with that bat stain, you know, in that, on that plane. So, I mean, it's just really, really good. And then he's got, you know, great hand-eye coordination and he's got great strength with a bat in his hand and all the things that you need to be a terrific hitter. I'm looking forward to the, to the days. I mean, we got, how many bats has he had in the big leagues? I mean, it's just, it's incredible to me and he hasn't even had a chance yet to say, Oh, these guys, I've hit a couple of fastballs. These guys are going to throw me breaking balls I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna look for breaking ball and, and punish one of those. And, and uh, he's and he will get there. Uh, he's got the kind of swing and the kind of personality and mindset where he could go up uh, and take be looking for breaking balls in a given time at bat. You know, take two fastballs. You know, for strikes and have it. You know, have it not worry him. Stay on the breaking ball and it, because as soon as he does that. He's gonna. Be, he's just gonna be setting up pitchers one way or the other. He, he, he literally will be able to uh, decide how he wants to hit pitchers,
0: and uh, there's a lot of really great stuff coming. And he's got 280 major league plate appearances, 257 major league at bats. His OPS in the major leagues is nine thirteen as he's starting to f- as he's figuring things out. It's it really is stunning. And the other mm-hmm. thing, Roy, the other thing that it's hard to measure. And is he seems to love the moment. And I don't know that, I don't know that most human beings do. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. You're probably
1: right. What I do think I know is that, uh, that he does love the moment and his personality is, is built for it and it's built for it, uh, for success or failure. He loves being there because he's not afraid to fail. And when he does yep. fail, you know, I mean, he struck out a couple of times. And, and yep. uh, you know, and that and – what I do know relative to your, to your statement about most people, most people can't have uh, temporary failures be as, uh, you know, unaffecting uh, to the next time up as, as the really great hitters are. And Royce feels to me like – looks to me like – That's the way he is. He wants to be in that moment. Uh, And if he's if that in that moment, he doesn't come through, then he is uh, he's disappointed, but not devastated in the least. And, you know, looking for the next next big moment. And that's
0: that's where most people are not like that. By the way, we have a new show at the network, Dawn of Sports, with Don Mitchell from Fox 9. One of our first guests was Jim Cotton. You can go back and find that in the archives at talknorth.com. Check out that show as well as the other shows across the network. Of course, this is our baseball show, and we've been doing it for a long time, and we've had a blast doing it. And it's even more fun when the t- team performs like this. Let's get to the manager decisions. Uh, fascinating that both managers, relatively early hooks, but the Jays pulled Jose Barrios when he was pitching as well as I've ever seen him after 47 pitches. That that felt like a predetermined move more than a reaction to what they were seeing in the game.
1: No, I don't think there's any question. You could not possibly pull him based on reaction to uh, how he was pitching. Uh, because you're right. Um, I, uh, Jose has p- pitched the first three innings as well as I've ever seen him pitch. and And it was because he... He located his fastball brilliantly on both corners. Never threw one in the middle. And I and you know I texted you before the game and said here's my prediction that the uh, Twins are going to rough him up a little bit. I, I think a couple of home runs by left hand hitters because I, I've just seen it happen uh, too many times with Barrios where he looks like he has this great stuff. And he'll miss with curves, and miss with curves, because he's afraid to throw his fastball. And he'll come in instead of hitting the corner. He'll he'll get behind three and one. they will throw one down the middle, and someone hits one, and in and, and it's and he's lost the you know control of the game. And I I really thought that Julian or Kirilov or Kepler or Polanco, one of those guys was going to get a fastball in the middle, uh, with you know in a fastball type count and and get him. He never gave him a chance. Uh, he was he was spot on with his fastball on the outside corner, on the inside corner. He was ahead of hitters with his breaking ball. He, he didn't go, you know, two and zero, oh, you know, three and one, trying to throw breaking balls. I mean, that it was it was the bros that uh, I think everybody always thought that he that he would be on a consistent basis. So. Taking him out at that point in time was a analytics uh, thing that was decided the day before. In my opinion, I don't see how it could be any other way. Uh, Schneider had the, man, the Jay's manager had a lefty warming up in the second inning, and I mean, he just. I think he, they were thinking, and probably maybe the analytics bear this out that they were thinking along with me that the lefty had a, had a really good shot. Uh, I think they, they figured it was going to be a low-scoring game with Sonny, and uh, Sonny started out you know, with great stuff as well, so that, that corroborated that idea. And, and so they were going to I, – I really think they just – they either decided together or it was dictated to Schneider from above. Uh, the left-handers are not going to beat us with Brios. They did we're, The left-handed hitters were just not going to let them do that. We're gonna we're gonna throw left-handers against the left-handers. The right-handers aren't as good against left-handers. Uh, we're gonna flip the lineup around for our right-handers out of the bullpen late in the game. I just think that was the game plan, and I, and you know I I thought it was the wrong thing at the time. There's in my opinion, there's always time to bring a left-hander in to pitch to Kepler in a tough spot. I just you know just to, just to go right there after uh after brios' stuff was so good from a command standpoint, I, I just thought that was a real mistake. I thought that before. Nobody's nobody but my wife. I was sitting here watching it on TV. Nobody but my wife is gonna know I that I s that I'm that's not a second cast. <laughs> we trust it. But, but I but I just I didn't like I just didn't like it at all. I think this is a time when the analytics and who knows, I mean if they had it Maybe the twins score two runs. You know, you know, they you know they shut them out. Um, so, it, you know, it, maybe the maybe the twins score a run or two. Uh, you know, against uh, Barrios also. Uh, you just never know how it's going to turn out. But I just think when a guy has that kind of stuff and he's throwing it where he's throwing it, I just, why why mess with that for uh, until something changes.
0: Agreed. Now Rocco made a more conventional move. Sunny Gray. Coming off a high-stress inning, 85 pitches. I know the thinking there that he he's probably worn down a bit. If he loses command or gets a base runner on, then you're having to bring somebody. And then he's up over 90 pitches. You're having to bring somebody in with a a runner on. That's that's uh, a much more conventional move than than the Jays made. What did you think of that one? Yeah, I thought that was the right move.
1: Um, that if it were the regular season, he would have pitched probably. <laughs> excuse me, probably into the seventh inning, uh, Sonny. Uh, but uh, certainly he would have gone out there, you know, in the, in the sixth. But in the playoffs with a, you know, two-run lead, uh, I don't even remember what it was at the time. Whether was, you know, I think it was two. I think, I think it was two at that point, but. yep. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Toronto can hit. Uh, Sonny had very few non-stress innings. I mean, he, he pitched five innings. Of you know pretty, pretty high stress uh, in at least three of them, if not four, and um, and I think that uh, given that, and given the fact that it's a playoff series, a three-game series, you can you can wrap it up here if you hold the Blue Jays down. There's you know for four more innings, you know there's no more there. There was no reason not to do what he did. I and I think uh, and what we saw. I mean, I would love to see the fact that Brock Stewart came in the game and through the strikes that he did I was I was concerned you know that's that's big stuff I, I mean I'm so I'm excited to have Brock Stewart you know ready for seventh and eighth innings here in the playoffs if he can throw strikes I just didn't know how that was going, having not pitched in a while but man I mean he just threw that dominant stuff for strikes they had no chance and so you know Rocco's got Got this in his in his pocket, right? He's got these 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 big arms, you know, in the seventh, eighth, and and ninth. And I, I think he's uh, I, I think you know eighty five high stress pitches for Sonny for, through five innings of shutout ball. I think that's the right move.
0: I want to talk about Carlos Correa. First, I want to let you know we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. want to thank All Energy Solar, AllEnergySolar.com. All Energy Solar panel installations are done right and made easy. Thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond, All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project, home or business. From design to installation and everything in between. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach. I also want to tell you about Caldera Lab. I'm using their facial products. their men's facial products. And I've never really taken very good care of my skin. And it shows. So I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to at least get in the fight and keep my skin from looking terrible. And Caldera Labs is helping that. And it's so easy to use. I just brush, brush my teeth. Then I use their products. It takes about the same amount of time as brushing my teeth. And it's just as important. Uh, you know, we know first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing someone notices. And they instantly either thinks you're way older than you are, or you don't care about your appearance. Show them that you do and make a great first impression with Caldera lab. Our deal. Use the promo code chin at calderalab.com calderalab.com. You'll get 20% off. That's the best deal you're going to find anywhere. Uh, and this stuff works. It's helped me. It makes my skin feel better. It makes it look better. It because it feels good on my skin. I don't touch my face or scratch at my face the way I usually do when I'm writing, which again helps my skin. And it makes a difference. So I highly recommend Caldera Lab, calderalab.com. Uh, Thanks also to Grain Belt for sponsoring our live shows, chin music in the in so many downtown spots. Most recently, glicks. And thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. So you were a uh, a very good shortstop, very smart shortstop. Take us through the two fascinating Carlos Correa defensive plays. One, he's over behind second base and he scrambles over to grab the ball that rolled under Jorge Blanco's glove, throws a runner out at home in a very key play. The other was the pickoff play on Vladimir on, on Guerrero jr. Yeah.
1: A shortstop uh, can influence a game in, in really obvious, incredible ways. And in, in really subtle uh, ways, and, and Correa did that, in, you know, in that series. I mean, he was, he, he got a he got a big base hit to drive in a run, of um, course, but uh, which was really important. But but the way he impacted the game for two the, the series for two games uh, was was really amazing. The the play that uh, where he came from behind second base to pick up the ball that had gotten under uh, Polanco's glove. And, and by the way, uh, I thought that the play by Bichette, the, the base running play was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two outs, um, he's, he's running on the play. The ball goes under uh, Polanco's glove. There's no way in his mind, in my mind, in his mind, that's a great gamble even if Correa gets there. He's got to make a superhuman play to throw him out with two outs. It's a good gamble. Uh, Bichette should have won that gamble. It should have been uh, an out. And, and Correa, at sprint speed, grabs the ball barehanded and then throws on the run, almost falling down uh, because he has to. He has to grab the ball and throw it all in one. Throws as close to a strike as you, as you can, and only that arm strength from that, from that falling down kind of position, only that arm strength could have made that, that, that play. And it was just one of the best plays I've seen ever, a shortstop make. There were some grumblings on, on Twitter. When I said that on Twitter, you know there were, there were some haters that, you know said, oh, he should have been backing up the play all the way. He was late. he was spectating. I just want I just want to tell you first of all, even if that were the case, which it's not in my view, but even if that were the case, the quality of that play, the, the ability for anybody else to make that play, the filter is narrowed down to maybe two in history. I mean I, I just think it was a, it was a phenomenal athletic play uh, all things all things considered. Secondly, playing behind second base or right you know as close to behind second base as you can. Uh, in that situation, and a, and a chopped ball like that to the to the third baseman, your first reaction—I will just tell you—as a shortstop, your first reaction would not be to go back at, back up to play because it's it just looks like a easy one or two hopper to the third baseman, and and from where he was, I mean, he was out of the play. I mean, it's it it would be wonderful if you were playing more straight up and a ground ball's hit. You know, to you know Polanco's uh, left, or or even to his right, and he, and you kind of move that direction in case something happens. There's no way that uh, just automatically that choppers hit the third when you're behind second. You go, oh, I better get over there. Just it, that that is not your first reaction. So the fact that he reacted as quickly as he did from that spot to get to that ball and then make that play was incredible. Then that just the. The the game knowledge the the awareness uh, uh, the uh, ability to try uh, things in a in a in a big situation with Sonny Gray in trouble runners on first and second and, and Correa puts on the pick that, the timing pickoff play they they ran it beautifully the two of them timing wise and uh, Correa makes you know not only puts the play on but then catches the ball makes a great tag to get uh, to get I mean, it's it, it's impossible to overstate how those outs in a game. You know, you got to get 27 outs, and so two outs of those 27 in situations like those. I mean, that's like 10 outs. that, that, that is stealing outs and preventing and, and stealing away, uh, stealing back runs that uh, that change complexions of ball games. And and it was it, it. I mean, he just he just won the series, as far as I'm
0: concerned. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's uh, spin it forward a little bit here. What do you think about the Astros as a matchup? How do the Twins stack up? Well, I think the
1: Astros match up against everybody
0: uh, yep. really well. They
1: have uh, <clears throat> a really good lineup. <clears throat> up and down the lineup, they swing it really well. They, they all are run producers. Uh, they, have tough at, they give tough at-bats. Uh, they don't chase a lot. Uh, they'll take a walk and let the next guy you know uh, uh, in line uh grind out you know tough run producing at bat, so i mean they're they're tough to pitch to, they pitch really well, they're tough to hit against, and they catch the ball defensively i mean they're they're a pretty pretty complete team, and so it's going to take a similar whoever plays the Astros at whatever whether it's the twins now or or wh- you know whoever it would have been or whoever it might be later on they're gonna have their hands full with the astros so the the twins are going to have to play um you know. Really good playoff baseball. They're gonna, and it, I think the pitching is going to be okay uh, against the lineup. I I don't expect it to be um, maybe as uh, as low scoring as as the Toronto series was, but I I don't think there's going to be blowouts. I think the I, I think the, the Twins pitching staff will acquit itself very well. I think they'll catch the ball. Uh, it it comes down to. You know, how are you going to swing it? How, what, are they, what kind of at-bats are you going to take against a against, you know, really tough Houston club?
0: Do you th- expect at this point Lewis just to remain the DH, or do you think they'll try to f- get him to the point where he can play third base? They would love to have
1: him play third base. Um, yep. it, I, I, th- they will not risk losing him for the rest of the playoffs. Yep. Uh, they just won't, they won't risk that. Uh, too important uh to the offense for him to be in there obviously. Um it is a, if he's healthy it's a better it's a it's a way better defense with Polanco playing second and Royce Lewis playing third. Um at both positions. I think Polanco's playing out of position and and uh, a uh relative to Royce Lewis and Polanco's a good defensive second baseman. Uh they just they're a better club that way. But they gotta, they gotta live with Royce Lewis in the lineup, uh, and so he's gonna, he would have to convince them that it is, and the training staff would have to corroborate that he absolutely is not gonna uh, re-injure that that hamstring. And the way hamstrings are, I, I, you know, I just don't know that I see it, um, you know, coming up on, coming up on Saturday. But you know, there, there will be. You know, t- today, tomorrow, and Saturday, uh, you know, young guys heal quickly. Uh, we'll, we'll have to
0: see. Yep, and I think I think you're right too. And what I heard from uh, some Twins people was that their real concern with him is you get one of those slow roller plays, and he's got to come in bare hand and and. You know, contort to make that throw to first base that they could just see that ending his season right there. So, you know, with running the bases obviously it's it's a risk, but you can control how fast you run. You can't can't control how fast you react at third base.
1: Oh, it's really true. There's all kinds of. I mean, third base is a reaction uh, play uh, position. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a step and a dive, or it's a uh, it, or it's a charge immediately. How uh, to play that you mentioned? It's uh, it's uh, going to your left and then spinning around and, and trying to gun the ball to first base. There's there's a lot of athletic, quick athletic movements required of third baseman and, and playing it well. And and uh, any of those could uh, you know could tweak uh, an already uh, sensitive hamstring. So I, I just think that. I just think that they're going to have to be, I mean, that's what they're going to weigh. They're going to weigh. We're a better team if you can play third. Uh, We're really not a a, a better team if you can't hit. So they're going to have, they're going to have to, that's the finesse.
0: Let's bring this full circle now. Uh, Let's go back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It is just such a wonderful experience to be in a town where the baseball team's winning, especially this town, that ballpark, this team, it's, I'm just so relieved that the the streak stuff is over and that they won a playoff series and that the atmosphere is so good at the ballpark its It feels like it's been such a rough even with the the good season in 2019, 2020, it feels like it's been such a rough 13, 14 years here. uh it's just it It reminds you that baseball can be so joyful. Baseball is joyful in um in that way.
1: And uh, when a team is uh, is playing well, and I'm struck by the difference, you know, between 2019 and and this year where, you know, the Bomba squad, they had had such huge expectations on them and um, probably not as well founded, especially to play against the against the Yankees because of the because the pitching staff that they that they had at, at the time. And now, and so they get beat. But it, this year, now they've got all of this heaped on their shoulders, and about the 18-game losing streak, and all that kind of stuff. And the difference, the difference being, there, there, there are pitchers on this club that will step up and and shoulder, you know, that load against a good hitting team, and give their team a, you know, give their team a real uh, chance to do the other good things that they do, which is figure out a way to. Team, you know to score runs, and so I, I think the expectations were less uh, this year for the Twins, uh, just because you know when you club the ball like the night 19, nineteen team did, it, it just feels like you're like you you're a a juggernaut, right? And and this this club it, it did not swing; they they swung it well, especially the second half, but you know not like that. Uh, but the difference, you know, so I think the expectations lower, hopeful but lower, and the pitching staff just delivered. And I, I I think that's I think that's really that's really cool. And the other thing that it did, you talk about joyful. The other thing that it did that I loved is yeah, it's great to see Bomba Squad kind of stuff. And I love watching this club hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean that's really exciting, fun stuff. But you see a two good pitchers, you know, run out there and throw the stuff that they did, and shut down a good team, and gives the it gives the fans an opportunity to be on their feet three times an inning for nine innings. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it it just is a different deal. It's real. It's a, it's it's great baseball. And man, we can pitch, man. You know, we're going and and I think that I think that is a uh, is a great development with this team that you can watch really good pitching give your team a chance to win and and give the fans a chance to be really into it that's yeah i thought that was really great
0: no doubt great stuff roy thank you i appreciate it thanks to brandon morton thanks to everyone who listens we do appreciate it we'll be talking to you soon Uh, follow us on social media talk north pod on twitter uh, me on twitter on other social media my facebook page uh, and we'll let you know if we have any live shows coming up Uh, thanks again for listening we'll talk to you soon